Listen up, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and agents. You're in the right place. Unlocking the secrets to real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Titanium Vault, hosted by RJ Bates III. Here's RJ. Excited to have Lawrence Thompson on the Titanium Vault today. Lawrence, how are you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. Why don't you take a second and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, well, thank you for allowing me to come on this podcast. I'm very excited to uh, be able to talk to your community. Uh, I'm super excited how we reached out and connected and everything. So I'm I'm hyped and ready to go. I'm trying to calm myself down a little bit over here. But, yeah, uh, my name is Lawrence Thompson. I am from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I was born and raised here in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, around after high school, I went into the United States Navy for 10 years where I served there. Um, I've been overseas twice, uh, seen about 16 countries. And then, you know, I got out. And when I got out, life, you know, I tried to experience life without, outside the military. Uh, life happened, and it forced me to learn how to, you know, in, build something and build something up in life for far as, you know, what I need to do. And so what I figured out my gift is is, is my voice. Uh, my, my, my voice is my gift. And so I began to speak and, and train and inspire and motivate people by going to different places from schools to businesses to conferences. And now I am, you know, out speaking around the country. Um, I am doing uh, on TV. I have my own TV show here in Memphis, Tennessee, where I interview people, but I'm empowering the city of Memphis. I'm on the radio every Monday morning at six in the morning. Yeah, right when you wake up, you hear my motivation. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I have a book out called Sore Loser, The Secret Passion Within, working on book number two, The Four Keys to Building the Foundation to a Successful Life. Uh, I'm just a super, 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 super duper busy guy. But what I do is I love people. I love inspiring people. And I love telling people that, you know, no matter what you face, you can get out of it because as long as you take a deep breath every single day, that's your investment that everything around you can change. So you come out of the Navy. How mm -hmm. did you come up with this, that your voice was your gift and what you needed to use to get out to people? How did you come up with that? So, you know, I was, I was, uh, I went through a very, very rough time in my life. The transition of for military to get out and then try to be in civilian life is very hard. A lot of people, uh, you know, see that when we see a lot of homeless vets and a lot of stuff like that. A lot of time that transition is pretty hard because we, we don't know how to adapt sometimes to civilian life. So, you know, I went out and, you know, life punched me in the mouth. You know, it wasn't what I expected. It wasn't, you know, uh, a, 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 you know, salary job there for me and I was making certain money. It punched me in the mouth. So, you know, I was sleeping in ladder wells. I was one of the homeless like that, sleeping in ladder wells, sleeping in my car, looking for house to house. But I was able to get around a friend. And it's crazy. I'm in my mess, but I get around a friend and I speak to him. He was going through a situation. And when I spoke to him, man, I could see the change in his face. I can see the change in his life. And he started implementing what I said, man, just, you know, really look at it this way and go that way. And it's just starting empowering. So I was like, hold up. Is this something about what I'm saying or is it something about my voice? And so I just started to just really kind of sit back and just say, what can I do besides uh, being, you know, the thing that I was in the, in the Navy that I can really impact people the most? And so I started putting myself in positions where I was able to just motivate people and empower people. And, man, 
it, it was it was amazing. So to see people faces and everything, I was like, wow. So then I got an opportunity, you know, life life started getting better. And I got an opportunity to speak at a school. And when I got an opportunity to speak at a school, this really, 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 really put a stamp on it. I spoke for the graduation and whatever I was saying reached a, a six year old. And he came back and told me, you know, I mean, almost the strength of my my message that I spoke. And I was like, whoa, a six year old got it. And then a 60 year old got it. Oh, Lord, this is something that's there, buddy. Let's go. Let's invest in his voice. Right. So when when you're sharing or when you're speaking, like for that example, to the, the high school graduation, mm-hmm. are you using your own personal stories or is it all based around just motivation and, and how to better themselves? So uh, I really go and feel the audience. I don't really try to go in there. I have an agenda, but I really go in and shake hands and hang out. So with those youth, I hung out with them you know, a whole day uh, in class with them. I went to class when I went to lunch with them. I hung out a whole day past classes with them. And so I was with them the whole time to actually, you know, know what their experiences are, know what they're saying, know what their communication is. And so when I came with my format, uh, it was called DAB on it. You know, when I came with my format, I was able to speak their language. So it doesn't matter wherever I go, uh, I am going to speak the language of the, of the temperature of the room. So then I assess that, and then when I'm when I'm needed to pull in my story, I pull in my story. A lot of times, a lot of speakers do lead with their stories because they give the heart tug. They know where you you know that validates you. But me, I don't pull at it a lot. I can, but I don't pull at it a lot because my whole thing is is that I want to tell you the principles that I got out of it. I want to tell you the value that I got out of it. And then when I'm called to come do something, I'm going to do what I'm been asked to do. So I want to talk of the. I want to talk about the things that the crowd is really saying. So I get there, you know, three hours early and try to talk to the first person, come in and shake hands with them. And hopefully they don't see my name on the flyer or they don't recognize me. And I can just sit down and just talk to them. So I do have an agenda, but I don't push I don't push my story on them and say, OK, do it like this. No, I'm not a person that's going to give you absolutes, but I am going to give you some things that I went through that helped me out. But I'm not going to just just straight talk about my story all by myself. I want to talk what you talking. Okay. So let's fast forward. You decide that your voice is powerful. It's it's having an impact on your audience. What's mm-hmm. the first thing that you did to invest in yourself to make this a career for yourself? Um, I I started really reading books. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> honest with you. You know, I'm an author of a book, but it was just kind of me expressing my story. But I really started investing in reading books. And once I started investing in reading the books that uh, that, I, that I need to read, it started to help me out. So uh, I, I tell anybody, if you're not a reader, get audio books. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you don't like really reading, just go on YouTube and look for those people that are there. If not, just really tap into a community that's actually talking about the things that you want to talk about. Because a lot of times, you know, I see that guys like me, especially the military guys, they want to be the alpha male. They sometimes want to say, I can do it myself or I can work myself through it. But, you know, that's not that's not always the best place, you know, to try to do it. Don't think that you, you're the person that got to do it. You got to listen to other people who've been there, who put it in there. So I'm like, man, if I want my life to be better as a speaker, want my life to be better as being in a business as being a speaker uh, and going out and empower any community that I go into, it's like, hey, I need to listen to those speakers. I need to read their books. And so I started reading Jim Rohn's, you know, book 
And then I started reading. Uh, I listened to a lot of Zig Ziglar stuff. Um, he's on repeat and Eric Thomas. And I joined a community where it helps foster uh, what my ideas and then helps me put in play the things that I need. So I'm not just out there hanging by myself. So my first investment was to get books, you know, put in there and, 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 and go ahead on and read, man. Get in there and read. Just go ahead on and do it. <laughs> right. So where did you go from there? How did you how did you get yourself in front of people? Did How did you convince people that you were the right person to stand up in front of an audience and speak to them? And it was it's really, really crazy because it was very hard. Like, it was extremely hard because I was sending emails and I was going to networking events and shaking hands. And it was, I mean, it was hard. It was extremely hard to do that. But I started booking myself. And when I started booking myself, meaning that I started doing my own thing, like going on lives and uh, I produced my own TV show and going on radios and finding opportunities to go out there and and and, and and put my and book myself, then people start saying, "Hold up, why is he in all these places?" And so people would take I would take pictures with people and I would post them, and they like, "Man, he's all over the place, so he might have something to say." And so when they gave me an opportunity to come in and give that ear to me, I was like, "Okay, I cannot, I cannot waste this moment." And so I would go I would go a whole hundred ten in that. So what I did is I, I just started booking myself, and and I said, "Lawrence, you just got to book yourself. They're not bringing you in because you don't have." You don't show that you have the credibility. You don't show that you have the resume. So just start booking yourself. And I start booking myself. And the great thing about Facebook is now you can book yourself, uh, you know, as many times as you want to. You can go live as many times as you want to. So now there's a show that I'm creating or there's a opportunity on Facebook that I use where I come on every Thursday and then I can do videos whenever I feel like it. And boom, now I book myself. And so now people got an opportunity to listen to me. They got they got a little feedback. They got a little you know, they got something they can look at and say, is he really that? Is he really worth it? And then boom, they could hire me, and that, and that's how it went down. Right. So I'm a I'm a real estate investor, and yes, sir. when I got started, it was the same thing. You know, I would I would try to wholesale a property, so I would get the property under contract, and I'm going to try to sell it to an investor who's going to fix it and flip it on the backside, and I would get asked. Well, how many times? How many flips have you done, or how many times have you wholesaled a property? Well, when you're just getting started, the answer is zero or right. one or two. You know, so for me, I had to similar to you, like you said, you just kind of got yourself out there and you started booking yourself. Is how you're phrasing it. You just started kind of proving your concept to other people using social media. For me, what I did as an investor was is I just proved my theories, right? My theories are, I think the house is going to need $25,000 in rehab. Well, I can't prove that beforehand, but what I can do is go get three contractor bids for $25,000 and say, there's three contractors that say they can do the work for that. And then I would go get multiple realtors to say they believe the house could sell for the same amount that I thought it could sell. So I was Proving my theories to people through the other people that were more experienced that were going to be doing the work, reselling the property or, or doing the rehab on the back end. And after a while, before I looked, I looked down, it's like, well, now I've wholesaled 25 properties. So now I can, wow. when they ask me, how many properties have you sold? 25. Well, now they <laughs> wow. didn't ask me for those things anymore. So I, I completely understand. And that that theory can be 
used throughout all of the forms of being an entrepreneur, right? right? I mean, that's kind of how it started. I learned that from my parents. My parents were in business for themselves. I think it's they're approaching their 25th year, and they, they sell new and used office furniture. Well, I remember the first first ever big job they got, they bought an office full of furniture, and it just ended up being a warehouse full of furniture. Mm-hmm. And they had to sell each individual piece. And they had no buyers. So they literally would have people stand out on the corner saying, we sell furniture. Now it's a full-fledged showroom. They have warehouses full of furniture and all of that. But as an entrepreneur, it's your job to create your brand and your image over time. And you're going to have to start at at the bottoms, you know. So congratulations for you for finding your calling and building that brand using yourself that's amazing yeah i appreciate it yeah like you know like you said we all gotta you know use it it doesn't matter what industry we in that ground level when you when you're not when you don't have that proven track record you gotta do it yourself you gotta make people believe that you're called to do that and like even with investing and investing in the houses now people know that oh rj gonna do his thing you know what i'm saying right this is gonna be this is gonna be there this is gonna be him you know but I, one thing I did hate, though, when I jumped into being an entrepreneur is that 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 thing is there. Nobody gives you the, the benefit of the doubt to to take a shot with you. You know what I'm saying? And it, and that really hurts the entrepreneur. And that's when the entrepreneur got to understand that you got to really believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing. And then you got to accept yourself. I have this thing called being selfish. You got to be selfish to continue to go on because once you believe in you and you stay selfish with humility, eventually you'll be selfless later. And then they will come looking for you because you now chose you and you believed in you. And you got to be that confident. You can't let nobody shoot you down. You can't let nobody tell you down. You just got to be that confident to continue to go and get it. Right. But let's also let's talk about this for a second, because you brought up that you book yourself on Facebook Live. And you're just bringing on guests, and you're you're basically talking to them and helping them, kind of giving them a motivational speech about what they need help with. Correct? Yeah. Well, you know, it's really it's really like their audience come up, and then they do throw some things at me. Uh, but it's a lot of times I'm actually doing an interview like you're doing with me, and then we right. have that conversation, and then they'd be like, "Okay, Lawrence, what about this motivation? What is what can we do?" I'm like, "Dad, let's right. do it." So. Let's talk about the fact that nowadays, as entrepreneurs, this is amazing because we can, at the at our fingertips at all times, we can put ourselves out in front of millions of people. Right. That used to not be the case. Like, I use the example of my parents. My parents didn't have that opportunity. You and I have the opportunity that we can be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever we want to be, a podcast. We can create whatever we want, and we can get our message and our brand out faster than it's ever been able to be done before. And so for anybody who's an aspiring entrepreneur, do not look at social media and discount its value. Because I know that it's had a huge impact on my business, and to be honest with you, it's the only reason why I know you. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, because... At some point in time, you accepted somebody's friend request, times that by 100, and we have 100 mutual friends, and now we're friends on Facebook. And I see you right. on 
all day, every day, it's like, oh, Lawrence Thompson, he's live. You know, he's out there getting <laughs> his message across. And eventually I'm like, dude, come on my podcast and come talk to me about what you're doing, you know? Right. Um, so talk to me a little bit about kind of your experience with social media and what you've seen it do for your brand. So uh, social media really, really is a is a blessing and also it is a challenge to me. Um, because, you know, when you develop uh, an audience or you de- develop a tribe and they just they just start showing up and they'll be on your lives all the time and everything. Now, your responsibility to give them something or to build something so that you can give them to them so they can so you can maintain and be relevant. It, it, it gets kind of hard because sometimes you don't want to do it. You know, I ain't going to lie to you. Sometimes you're like, I don't want to do a live right now. You know, you may be tired or you may be want to, you know, do something or whatever. But. They, you know that that tribe is there waiting for you to give information or you know just just help brighten up the day. You never know what what's going on. So yeah. it, so it is actually it actually works twofold. So it, it is a blessing to me because when I was trying to get my my voice around the country, now I have many people, a lot of people coming onto the live feed they from various places in the country they going you know they from i mean all these places i haven't even been yet and then they coming onto my live feed and they like hey jump on my podcast or hey jump on my live hey can i jump on your live can i get with you and i'm like cool no problem and then all of a sudden i get asked to come to maryland or i get asked to come to houston i get asked to come to dallas i get asked to come to virginia and it's like man now when i'm trying to when I was trying to market myself another way, like via email, it doesn't it, it works, but it didn't work for me at that time. Social media now become my email. My DM is my email now. And I right. say, hey, DM me. And they DM me. We talk, blah, 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 boom. We get the phone numbers. And then now we open to do whatever. So social media has increased my business. I mean, a hundredfold, man. It's like the exposure, the opportunities, the connection, the people who are showing up. You know, there are people who watch my show that are, you know, make way more money than I make. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in the millions of, of dollars or, you know, with my brand or my business, but they watch my show and they get and gain stuff from it. And I'm like, wow, you know, it's crazy. Like, you know, Chris Pender, he's he was on with me and I was like, hey, man, let's talk. And we talked about family. We talked about family and his son plays for the Oakland A's and and his son is Chad Pender. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he played for the Oakland A's. He's been on Sports Center top 10 nominee like crazy, you know, if you watch the Oakland A's. And so it's like, wow, I didn't know that. And the next thing you know, by talking to him, I get connected with uh, a Boston Red Sox world champion, the, uh, the recent uh, the champions when they, when they won a championship. He's now on the feet, and they start connecting. And now my uh, sphere of influence is opening up, and the, 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 the books is opening up. So now it's like, hey – when I need a speaking gig, I can just post on there like, hey, who need I, who need me to come through and talk to him? You know what I'm saying? Or they'll look at me and say, oh, I know Lawrence is there. I know he gives good contact. They call me, hit me up, book me, bang, I'm ready to go. So uh, social media is very, very key. Now, you have to put in work with social media if you start to build uh, a brand in it because you can't just post one day and don't post for 30 days later or right. you can't you can't do one video one day and then you know 14 days later you do another video you lose that audience that that's there that's really connecting with you so you got to be strategic about what you're going to do write out a plan how you're going to do it 
and then make sure you're engaging with social media, and it'll help expand your business like crazy. I think that's the other. You brought up a good word there, engaging, right? Right. You don't want to you don't want to shove a one singular message down your audience's throat. Right. You, you want them to enjoy whatever your message is. And then eventually, if you're selling something, have that be a part of your message as to why they would want to purchase whatever it is you're selling, right. whether it be real estate for me or where I'm trying to raise private capital or for you, motivational speaking or your books or whatever it may be that you're trying to get across to your audience. You have to be engaging, but also get your message across within that engaging atmosphere. So right. and I think you do a good job of that where you do the Facebook lives and you're bringing, bringing some of your audience in with you. Yeah. So let's talk about your, you have one book that's already been published and you have a second one that is going to be coming out here in the near future. Why don't you talk to me about those books a little bit? Yeah, so Sore Loser, uh, I call it Sore Loser, The Secret Passion Within. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of times we deny that feeling. Like, think about it when you play the sport, and you might relate to the sport, the people who play sports. If you, when you played that game or you, you was in that moment, in that match or whatever, and you, and you knew you looked at tape, you knew you looked at everything, you studied that, you studied that opponent, and you still lost. And you feel that thing, man. You feel it bad like, like today. Uh, we see Antonio Brown, he was mad, you know, because he didn't get the ball, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't right. that they lost. It wasn't that they lost. It just inside of him, he like, it's that passion to want to win. It, it, it's like, ah, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, he's selfish. He don't need to do it. No, he he's a competitor, you know what I'm saying? And, and he want to feel involved. He don't want to be on the team where the team fails, you know what I'm saying? So I understand what he where he's at. But it's like, it's the same thing when when it when you feel that feeling as being a sore loser, a lot of times people look at it negative. They say, oh, you know, you're going to blame the refs. You blame the coaches. You blame your teammates. Da, da, da. No, I say flip that and use it, but don't blame people. Use that same amount of energy that you put in there to point out fingers and use it for your benefit. And so, you know, when I lost everything, uh, sleeping in ladder wells and all that stuff, uh, I used me saying, you know what? This stuff done happened in my life, and it sucks, and I hate it. And I used all that energy when I wanted to blame everybody who was not helping me, blame everybody and every situation that was coming against me. I said, you know what, Lawrence, use this and get better because it's your fuel. It's what it is that you need. It's going to help get you up in the morning. You hate sleeping in this ladder well. You hate looking, you know, looking bad and, and looking down and everybody looking at you and saying, man, you was just one time you were this guy that you was helping everybody. Now you can't even help yourself. And I took all that and I started getting out of it. So uh, I can say one of the things that I said in that book is called, are you, are you handling your issues or are you just maintaining your issues? A lot of times we get to a place where we just want to maintain our issues. We don't want to take care of them. We don't want to annihilate them. We don't want to deal with them. And I say, listen, deal with those issues, annihilate them. Don't just try to cater to them and just try to maintain them. Say, oh, I can just do a little bit and then I'll get by it and eventually happen. No, just go and handle it. And then see what happens. So that book there is really to, you know, to feel that fire inside you and say, use being a sore loser as your asset. The other book um, that I'm putting out is it's about these transforming four D's that I have about by building a foundation. When you build these foundation uh, to a successful life, 
there's some keys that, that I discovered that we need to have, but it is wrapped in these four D's, you know, and one of the four D's that I really love for, you know, for doing it is daring. A lot of times we don't, we're not daring and we don't go after things because we, we're saying, okay, man, I'm, I'm afraid what may happen or I'm afraid well, what's going on or I seen so-and-so, so-and-so did that and I seen so-and-so, so-and-so, you know, happen or, you know, I heard somebody say this, this, this. And we're not daring enough to believe in ourselves and take that chance. We're not daring enough to go head on and say, you know what, I want a successful life. I want what I need and I don't push forward and go do it. So I tell you in the book is saying, okay, you have to be daring when, it, when you're trying to build these build this foundation. And in the military, I was a... Uh, I was a dirt boy, what we call dirt boys, where we build foundations. And there are times when the concrete come, it's heavy, it's, it's, it sucks, <laughs> pushing concrete all over the place, but you got to get in there and you got to do it. But then when you go and label it out and lay it out, you got to know that you are able to go forth and make it happen. So you just got to go in there and make it happen and get it done. So that book is about building a foundation on these four pillars uh, of these uh, the four Ds. And I, I call it transforming these. I don't like to use the word change a lot uh, because I believe change, you can change back. But if you transform, it's completely hard to change back. So that's what the, those two books are about. Well, I will say that talking on your, your first book, I had two businesses before Titanium Investments. And I wouldn't say that those businesses were failures. But they were businesses that I was willing to move on from because they were not succeeding to the the expectations that I had for them. Mm-hmm. I used that motivation because I, I never wanted to sit there and admit failure within those businesses. But now that I look back, I realize that I had to use the motivation of the failures and the drawbacks of those businesses yeah to now fuel the fire for what i have with titanium investments yeah and and then talking about you know you use the one of one of the four d's is daring i i think everybody within my company thought it was very daring for me to move on from those other businesses to then move into the real estate investing world yeah and it was by far the best decision i've ever made in my life and so Without reading your books or, or knowing anything that you were going to talk about there, um, I, I resonate with what your message is, and I've, I've used those. I can go back in time and say I've actually used that strategy before, and, and it's one of the best things I've ever done. So obviously um, it'll be a book that I'll pick up very soon and uh, you know try to get some Thank more you. tidbits out of it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, so I always in these interviews, I ask people what their why is. I'm I'm very curious to hear what your why is. Why do you motivate people? Why do you write these books? What is your why behind everything that you do? Uh my my first why is I have a niece and a nephew and I I want them to see that it's possible for them to do whatever it is they put their mind to. I grew up in poverty-stricken area, and you know, you know, raised on welfare and all that good stuff, and you know, and, and but I wanted them to see, like, like, yo, my uncle did that, and my uncle, you know, 
I got a point of reference to say that. So my why is, is I want to give them permission to choose whatever it is they need to choose, whatever it is they want to do in life. They got permission to say that the uncle went out and did some things. The uncle seen this. The uncle did that. And they don't have no excuses to get it done. And my second one is I just really love people. I really, really genuinely love people. And I want to see people win at every cost and win at everything in life that when they get on their deathbed and when they about to take that last breath, they're excited when they leave. They're not like sitting there regretting. They're not sitting there wondering what if. They're excited because they maximize their life. They went out there and got it done. And if I can speak into their lives or give them any kind of just inspiration for them to pick themselves up and go and make their life great, I'm 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 for it. You know, I, I don't I don't turn down no events. I don't look at, you know, numbers. I spoke at an event where only six people showed up and I talked to that event like it was two thousand people there because I I believe in what I what I'm saying but I believe in how much I love people genuinely and I want them to maximize their life. So then when they leave and they go meet their creator or, or whatever they call it, I want them to be excited. I want them to be happy and say, you know what? I lived a fulfilled life. Well, Lawrence, I think you're preaching a good message and, and I admire how you've been able to go out and, and create a brand for yourself Thank and you, a business sir. and a career around your calling I always find that impressive. Thank um, you. You know, I'm I'm lucky enough that I have found my calling within real estate, and and I think it's impressive that you've been able to find your calling by getting out and and reaching people with your voice and and touching them and motivating them to do better. I think that's an amazing calling and an thank amazing you. message that you're sp uh, spreading around. So, thank you for taking the time to sit down with me. Yes, sir. Uh, last last thing is for anybody that wants to reach out and contact you, what's the best way they can contact you? Uh, make it go down in the DM, baby. <laughs> find me, <laughs> find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Those are like my emails. Lawrence Thompson on Facebook. Uh, I am I am Law Junior on Instagram and Twitter. Let's go down in the DM. All right. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you, sir. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Titanium Vault with your host, R.J. Bates III. For more info and to stay up to date, visit www.podcast.thetitaniumvault.com and on facebook.com slash thetitaniumvault. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time on the Titanium Vault.